Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, everybody, we welcome you to a new episode of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. This will be a quicker edition than normal, probably. We will hear from Washington football team quarterback Kyle Allen and as well Kendall Fuller. Mr. Four Interceptions in Four Games, and some news and notes to start out the show. But first, this football season, of course, will be different, and Pepsi's here to get you ready for game day. And game day seems to be just about every day this year. No matter how much you watch this season, Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it, which is you and me. Pepsi, made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from our friends at Pepsi. All right, so away we go. News on a Tuesday morning. Joshua Garnett, the free agent guard who Washington signed in August, Uh, From the Detroit Lions, last of the Detroit Lions, I guess it was late August, uh, he has uh, chosen to retire. I don't know the reason why he was sick or ill all of last week uh, and missed all of practice and, of course, was not active on Sunday. Uh, He's been back and forth from the practice squad to the 53. Uh, Then they promoted him, actually, to the 53 when when they ran out of uh, those options. Uh, So Joshua Garnett is going to retire, uh, and Casey Tuhill, the defensive end that we told you about last week that Washington claimed off of waivers from the Philadelphia Eagles, he takes his spot uh, on the roster. So, again, there won't be, um, you know, any new players, per se, um, that are going on the 53-man. But Tuhill had to go through, from October 14th until now, the mandated six-day pre-entry COVID-19 testing and joins the active roster. Now, whether he'll be active this Sunday against the Cowboys, I don't know. Uh, but the bottom line is, is now he can start practicing. Now he can be in the building. Now he can be a full participant and on the 53-man roster. So Casey Tuhill, seventh-round pick out of Stanford, becomes official. He's on the 53. And Josh Garnett, who, you know, again, uh, Washington was trying to get him and keep him. I mean, they again, they they – they protected him several times. They claimed him and put him up from the practice squad on the expanded game day roster. Uh, then they signed him to the 53 when they ran out of those. I mean, they had some high hopes for him, or at least enough hopes, uh, because they're so down on 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 Wes Martin. I always want to call him Zach Martin. Um, you know, and, and, and quite honestly, injuries, and Sheriff was on IR, that they were keeping him alive, and they had a plan for him. Now, he only played one offensive snap. So, I mean, let, let's let's call it what it is. Even though they kept promoting him and holding on to him and protecting him and, and, and all of that, it's not like they were playing him. He only had one offensive snap, according to Pro Football Focus. Uh, I don't know if that's exactly accurate, but that's what, what they charted him as. So, I'll believe them. Uh, I was going to say, if it was more than one, it was two or three. Okay, because and maybe when I wasn't paying attention uh, and when I was writing. So it's not like a huge loss or anything like that, but it's just weird that 
you know, after all of this, all of these roster moves back and forth that the guy would just step aside. Now, ultimately becomes one of the, you, you want to say a big bust? I mean, it was a back part of the first round draft pick. And in, he was never any good, really, to be honest with you. He was okay in San Francisco uh, and then bounced to Detroit and then to Washington, and some guys just lose it. They don't want to play. They don't want to beat up their body. Mentally, they've had enough. Uh, it's not a burning desire. I have no idea here what happened with Josh Garnett. Garnett. I have zero idea. Um, you know, I hope he's okay. I hope it, you know, whatever the situation was last week uh, with the illness is nothing major. I don't know. Uh, so, you know, I'm not I'm certainly not going to, you know, question how, how does he not have the heart, whatever. I mean, we don't know any of these individual situations. Uh, but here's the bottom line. It is a little weird, right? I mean, it is just a little weird. Um, and, and maybe, again, it's simply a matter of medical or, or mental. Again, we just don't know. But uh, the bottom line is that Josh Garnett has retired, and Casey Tuhill is officially on the Washington football 53-man roster. Now, I would expect some practice squad-type maneuverings around. I remember they promoted Tamara Hemingway uh, up to the 53 on Saturday because Marcus Ball was down again, and he was dealing uh, with some family issues and, and a death in the family and all that. Uh, so that's kind of a weird situation. Uh, the Washington football team obviously has their own issues at one and five hosting the now two and four Dallas Cowboys this Sunday at FedEx Field, one o'clock. Uh, and as far as we know, there's going to be potentially about 8,000 fans there. Uh, the, unless I've missed it, and I don't think I have, uh, Washington has not announced how the whole ticketing process and how that whole uh, process is going. So I've got to make a call and figure out what's going on uh, over there. But uh, here's the bottom line. Um, you know, they they have to they have to just be in a situation where, you know, they're they're dealing with uh, some injuries at wide receiver where we know Antonio Gandy-Golden is not going to be around this week. Hamstring. And we know that Sadiq Charles has a dislocated knee. We found that out in between our last episode Sunday night at MetLife Stadium. And now, that's not official from the team. I mean, Ron said on Monday that Gold, Gandy-Golden was going to miss a few weeks. Um, he did not say the dislocated knee about... Uh, about um, Sadiq Charles, but that was reported by Tom Pelissero of NFL Network and as well Ben Standing of The Athletic. I'll take their word for it. Dislocated knee. It certainly looked something along those lines. Sadiq uh, put out on Instagram that everything would be okay, but the ideal timeline for them is at least to miss this next game against the Cowboys and then the bye week. And then that essentially gives them three weeks to get ready for the New York Giants coming back from the bye. Now, here's the thing. It looks like they may not have to use the IR designation on Sadiq Charles. I don't know about Antonio Gandy-Golden because I don't know the severity of the tug, the pull. 
but it looks like they're not going to use the IR designation on Charles. It's a very, very, very tricky slope. Because remember, they didn't do that with Steven Sims, who missed the Baltimore game, then didn't recover, didn't practice, and they had to put him on IR, and that meant he had to miss an additional three games. So it's not like it's a retroactive type thing where you can just kind of wait around. No, no, no. So Sims missed the Baltimore game while they tried not to put him on IR, and then he had to miss the next three games, which were still in that process. This will be the third game uh, because he had to miss the Rams game, the Giant game last week, and the Cowboy game before he's eligible to come back. So in essence, he's going to miss four games. Same thing for Greg Stroman. Greg Stroman got hurt early in the Baltimore game, so he missed the rest of that game. And then... He wasn't put on IR, and then Strowman had to was was not active for the Rams game, and then he was put on the IR list. So uh, then he missed the Rams game and the Giants game. I'm sorry. Yeah. So Strowman was hurt. In Right, in the Baltimore game, he missed the Rams game just on the regular 53-man but deactivated list on game day. Then he was put on IR late last week. So now he's missed the Giants game last week, and he's also going to miss the Cowboy game this week and then the Giant game after the bye. So again, by waiting and not putting on these guys on the IR twice, they've cost themselves an extra game, potentially. Now, they may have missed those games anyway, but the point is, is now they don't have a choice. The other thing um, that we should point out, Ron Rivera said on Monday uh, that Dustin Hopkins, he is staying with him despite having um, Kari Vedvik on the practice squad. Uh, and Dustin Hopkins missed a 47-yarder on Sunday. He missed an extra pointer in Cleveland. He missed a 54-yarder against Cleveland, uh, against Baltimore, and he missed an opening week field goal, uh, all from 40 and 50-plus, but it has not been a good year for Dustin Hopkins. Uh, but he's staying with him at, for at least one more week. We'll see what happens uh, after this Sunday. And, again, they have Vedvik who can kick, punt, and all that, but then you lose him, and then you have to sign somebody else. So, you know, not to mention Hopkins has earned, I guess, a little bit of patience and uh, and just a rough start. Uh, so you have that situation. Uh, and Kyle Allen is expected, once again, to be the starting quarterback, as he absolutely should be. Uh, that's not even a question in my mind. I know he made a couple of mistakes. Kyle Allen moved the football. They were 11 of 17 on third and fourth down. Good enough for me. Thank you. Thank you. Good enough for me. Um, also, one thing we should point out, the Cowboys come in to FedEx Field this Sunday at 1. They got hammered on Monday night football to the Arizona Cardinals. They are 2-4 and four still leaders of the division. Uh, apparently, according to Jeremy Fowler of ESPN, the Atlanta Falcons uh, could shop Julio Jones and quarterback Matt Ryan before the trade deadline. Uh, and as well, Tua Tungaviola is taking over as the Miami Dolphins quarterback. So that's all your news and notes around the NFL and with the Washington football team. Next, we will hear from Kyle Allen, the starting quarterback of the Washington football team, right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Good to have you with us. 
right, guys, this football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. Luckily for you, you guys, in many cases, don't have to waste your money or your time heading out to the stadium and watching bad football, but I do. That's right, I do. And even though it's, sometimes it's entertaining, it's still ultimately bad football, like the Giants and the Washington football team, and probably like the WFT and the Dallas Cowboys this Sunday at FedEx Field. But Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day, and trust me, I make liberal use of it. I had seven cans of Diet Pepsi on Sunday at MetLife Stadium. Seven in an eight-hour workday at the stadium. Actually, a little bit more than an eight-hour period because I took something home with me. But the point of the matter is, I had plenty. I, sc- I, I scored a touchdown of Diet Pepsi. That's more than, you know, we thought we'd see on Sunday. Um, but you can become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. No, no, no. It's made for those who watch it, like you and me. Pepsi, made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from our friends at Pepsi. All right, it is Chris Russell with you on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Right out to quarterback Kyle Allen after Sunday's 20-19 loss to the New York Giants. He was asked about the two-point conversion. Hey, Kyle, can you uh, kind of walk us through that two-point conversion, what you saw there? Yeah, so, uh, you know, it looked like they might have gone cover zero at the snap. They bluffed out, kind of looked around, didn't have much. And uh, we had good protection, so I wanted to get out and try to make a play. And flush to the left, and they just stuck on their guys good. I thought I might have a shot to, to run it in, but I think uh, I think it was Jabril who took a good angle and ran me down. So it's tough, man. You want to give our guys a chance to make a play on that play. But um, you know, I'm glad we went forward on two. You know, that's our mentality, but wish we would have got it. Kyle, you got, you, you guys had a number of late fumble. Um, was this a, was that just a situation where you're just trying to make a play and maybe you did a little too much there on that fumble late in the game? I'm just trying to step up in the pocket. You know, I saw Elena step up in the pocket. You know, I was going to tuck the ball as I stepped up, and he got it out. It was a nice play by him. I can't make that. I can't make that mistake there. So it's too late in the game to be doing that. You guys had a number of uh, you guys had a number of lengthy drives, but they they didn't turn into points. What what was the difference maker? Um, just need to convert. You know, I guess we'll go back and look at the tape and see what it really was, but. We need to convert, especially when we cross the across the 40. You know, it seemed like we stalled a couple times when we crossed the 40, not really in good field goal range and not really in red zone yet. So, you know, we'll go back and look at the tape and see what it really was. But we just got to convert in those situations. Kyle, did you know you guys were going to go for the two-point uh, all along? Or did you kind of look over? Or you kind of I mean, look- I had a feeling. You know, that's kind of how Coach Rivera is. You know, we did that last year a couple of times too. So I had a feeling we were going to go for it. Kyle, Kyle what happened on the interceptions? On the interception? Um, they dropped out in the zone. I thought I had a hole to throw it into. Um, and I just tried to force it into a tight window. It's a good play by, by James, but um, poor decision by me. Kyle, can you walk us through your touchdown pass to Logan Thomas? Yeah, we've been working on that all week. It was a matchup deal. You know, we got him outside. Got him on, I think it was a safety. And, and you know, I believe Logan can do that stuff all the time. You know, he's, he's kind of like a rebounder. And so we wanted to give him a chance. He, he played off in the end zone, which kind of threw me off at first. But Logan had a great release and just tried to give him a ball he could go up and get, and he made a hell of a play. 
Hey, Kyle, when you see Kendall Fuller on the other side of the end zone with that interception setting you guys up to go down the field to get that field goal, can you just talk to me about your perspective, what you all saw when he was making the interception there? Yeah, it's huge. I mean, Kendall's been the, the biggest playmaker on our defense so far. It's an unbelievable play. It's the spark we needed. And and they were sustaining a long, long drive. And, and I think it was I think it was the first down play, too. And he went up and made a play and, and just totally switched momentum. So huge play by Kendall. He's been making that all year. Hey, Kyle, people are going to say, you know, uh, you guys lost. Uh, you came up empty in the end. But does that touchdown drive to to put yourself in a position to either tie it or win it prove anything about this offense, this team, and specifically you? I mean, I don't know. We're just going to keep fighting, I guess, if you want to look for something other than a win or a loss is that we kept fighting, and that's – that's all I know how to do. We just keep fighting. You know, we need to clean up the mistakes and we need to do this and that. And we're, and we're working through a lot of things, but, but I'm proud of the way we fought. You know, I think that's, I think that's a mentality that we're starting to build around here and that we're starting to, to become part of who we are. And I just told the guys that yesterday too. I was like, whatever we do, we got to keep fighting, whatever it is. We've had a tough year so far, but that's the only thing that's going to keep us together is we keep fighting. As someone who's been around Ron for a couple of years in the past, I mean, what do you think he's trying to pull this team to right now with decisions like the fourth downs and a two point today and everything else kind of over the last few weeks? I mean, he's, he said this to us today. He said, we came here to win. We didn't come here to tie. We didn't come here to lose. We came here to win. And so I think that's his mentality right now. I think that this the division is up for grabs and I wish we would have won the game today. And, and so I think that, you know, a tie, a loss. I think it's just kind of been his mentality. Is we want to win. We'll take two more. Hey, Kyle, Kyle when, you, when you can play the entire game, unlike last week, what changes about your game as you get more in rhythm? Um, you know, I think you start to figure out what defense are trying to do a little bit more. Start to, start to figure out their game plan, start to figure out who they're trying to take away and, and what they're really trying to do. And, you know, they switched it up a little bit late in the second half, but – um, it's good to get settled in. It's good to 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 really be in there for the full game. You know, I always, I always heard uh, I'll pull this from Pete Carroll, but he said you don't win in the first, second, or third quarter. You win in the fourth quarter. And so for me to be able to be in there the whole time and and really try and give us a chance to win in the fourth quarter, that's all I ask for. Hey Kyle, um, what did you see? Like uh, going back to the two point play, did you think you had an opportunity to run it in at all, or did Jabil's angle kind of take that away? Just yeah, that's what I said. I said yeah. I had an angle, but I didn't think I was going to beat him. Hey, Kyle, when, when Ron goes for those decisions like that, and even though they don't pay off like it did t today, does it still build something, or is it just results-oriented, you didn't get it, you didn't get the win, whatever? I mean, I don't know if it builds anything. I guess it's a mentality, if anything, you know. Come, we come here to win, or we're, gonna, we're either going to win or we're going to lose, or we're not going to tie, you know. I don't know if it builds anything or anything. You know, you want to win the game no matter what. At the end of the day, people are going to look back on this game at the end of the year, and they're not going to say, oh, they went for two and missed it. No, it's just going to show up as an L. All right, once again, that is Kyle Allen with us right here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Thanks to WashingtonFootball.com for making that available to us. Guys, it's Chris Russell here for RockAuto.com. That's right. Been telling you about them for months. RockAuto.com is your place. One-stop shop. No matter whether you have a car or a truck, foreign or domestic, whatever model, they have whatever part you would need, cosmetic or major, whatever you need, they have. If you need a fuel pump assembly, if you need an oil filter, 
If you need new carpet, whatever you need, they will be able to get it to you at the same price that are reliably low as they're going to charge the guy down the street, the mechanic at the corner, or any one of their friends. Because rockauto.com does not differentiate between mechanics and their buddies like the big auto parts superstores do. They're a family business. They're serving you auto parts customers for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for all your auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. When you get there and see all the parts available for your truck, right, locked on in there, how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever 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 need at rockauto.com all right and if you need a big boost if you need a pick-me-up if you need something to get you over the hump on a hump day wednesday or on a late tuesday or on early thursday or whenever built go guys is your alternative that should be your choice built go what are they one and a half pounds easy to squeeze packages you put it in your briefcase you put it in your nap sack bag golf bag whatever you bring with you to work whatever you bring for your workout wherever you go built go is easy to bring with you and it's the five hour energy supplement without the same crash feeling it's natural it's good for the body three delicious flavors oh peanut butter honey tremendous chocolate coconut chocolate mint built go is the place for you to go and get yourself a healthy energy alternative visit builtgo.com and use the promo code locked and you'll get 20 percent off your next order use the promo code locked for 20 percent off at builtgo.com and let's go All right, we're back. We wrap up the Locked On Washington football team podcast with a little bit from Kendall Fuller, who got his fourth interception in just four games to take over the NFL lead on Sunday at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. You start with the interception and uh, had had to wait a minute to get the confirmation there. Yeah, um, just kind of – they tried to kind of tell me on the inside route, broke out. Um, I was actually kind of just looking at the ball, about to let it go until I heard Shays kind of just say, go get it, go get it. And uh, just trying to go out there and just make a play to help us help us win some ball games. Hey Kendall, you see the uh, Giants score that touchdown to take the lead, but then your side goes back down and scores. Then you hear Ron going for two. What are your thoughts as you, uh, you hear that t- decision? Uh, I mean, Coach Rivera, you know, he 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 made it clear that we were coming down here to win. And uh, you know, Coach Rivera has a has a you know strong mindset. You know, he's always going to be he always wants to be the attacker and things like that. And uh, you know, that's what we came out here to win, and he, he made a choice to, to help us win the ball game. Then, unfortunately, the play went the way that it did. What uh, You guys lost two in a row since the talk about contending for the division has started. What do you kind of say about where you guys are at right now? I mean, everything is still in front of us, you know, especially we're just based on how our division has been playing. Um, you know, everything's still in front of us. We just got to figure out a way to, to all come together and, uh, you know, make sure we come out on top these, hey, next, these next couple games. Sorry. Um, Kendall, when, when you um, saw the replay in between the review, did, did you think they were going to uphold the call, which was an interception? And then also on the third down uh, penalty that they called on you right before the interception, did you agree with that call? Did you have a problem with it? Um, I definitely didn't agree with the penalty. Um, I kind of just went and was talking to the ref. But uh, looking back at it, I'm glad he called it because I think the next play was the interception. And uh, I thought – I thought it was iffy, you know, whether or not they would call it inbounds or 
I'll say that I rolled out. Uh, I remember Golden Tate coming up to me and kind of asking me, and I was just, I was like, let me let me just pray to God real quick, and uh, he came he came through. Kendall, you've been on a championship team. I wonder, do you see this, you know, hey, we need to go for it. We came here to win mindset as uh, necessary to build that culture. Or do you think it's just, you know, every coach is a different coach sort of deal? Uh, no, nah, I mean, every every coach around the league, every coach is – most of the head coaches that I know are the most competitive guys out there. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of coaches out there that would go for two, just had that attack mindset, um, you know, knowing that we're come out, coming out here to win the game. And, uh, you know, we're definitely – we trust Coach Rivera, and we we're behind him in any decision that he makes. Well, Kendall, do you think a replay of your interception like that? Do you ever find yourself like impressed by a play like that when you when you see it? You said it was kind of iffy, but do you ever say that one more time? I said I'm sorry, Kendall. When you see an interception like the one that you had, do you ever find yourself impressed by the ability to make that play in the first place? You said it looked kind of iffy on the screen, but do you ever find yourself saying, "Wow, that was pretty impressive on my part"? Uh, not really, especially not during the game. You know, you make a play. You acknowledge it, you celebrate it, but then you're getting back out there ready to ready to go make another play. Um, so probably after the year, once the year is over, you'll go back, look at some highlights and kind of be impressed. But, you know, especially being a DB, you know, you anytime you make a play, you got to get ready for the next play. And anytime you have a good game, you got to get ready for the next game. And Ron mentioned the fact that you were kind of playing free safety. What, you know, just they moved you around a little bit. He said, obviously, you're their best defensive player right now. So what did you think of being moved around and put out there like that? Uh, I mean, I'm comfortable with it. Um, you know, I think one of the first things I told Coach Harris when I came here was that I'm a DB. Uh, I feel like I can play any position, um, you know, especially when we have guys like Fabian with good talent who, who we want to be. We want him to get out there on the field and make plays and show his talent. And, uh, cause, you know, that's only going to help us as a defense. Two more. Hey, Kendall, can, when, when Ron goes for it like that in the two-point conversion, even though you miss, is there something that builds within a team or is it just a separate game you lose and you go on or does it build any sort of mentality? I mean, I think it builds that 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 winning mentality. You know, even though you didn't go for it, you know, that's that's things that you can live with because, you know, we're coming here to win. Um, you know, just as a DB, you think of it as, you know, you see you see a receiver run a route and you go the best you can. You break on it, you try to go make a play, and you deliver the results. And, uh, you know, that's I think that's one thing that that he wants us to all have as players, just having that attack mindset, um, never being catchers, but always attacking. Last one. Wait, Kendall, from a defensive perspective, any part of you wishing maybe they would have kicked the extra point so the defense could have had a chance to maybe make a player win the game in overtime? I was I was riding with whatever Coach Rivera, Coach Rivera decided. And that's going to do it for us right here on L.O.W.F.T. Thanks for being with us. I'm Chris Russell. Coming up this week, we will have the Crossover Thursday edition. We'll have all of our regular stuff and coverage. You will hear from Ron Rivera on the next episode and more. I'm Chris Russell. Adios.